Hey y'all. Hey y'all. We're back to back to back with another episode. And today, I mean, we've had some guests on, but <laughs> today, today is a special episode. We have two of my pastors from my home church. Um, so we're excited to have y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining. Um, if y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourself, your name, what you do, anything you want to say, um, yeah, feel free. Anybody can start. I think Pastor B should start. Go ahead, Pastor B. Oh, okay. I was waiting for you, Pastor G. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's so dope to be on this program with you girls. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm Pastor V, uh, a.k.a. Victor V. Dog V. Um, but, uh, no, it's just Ooh, awesome wait. to be on here. So, so I'm Assistant Pastor uh, Greg Rogers, and I um, just happily serve under Pastor V, uh, Senior Pastor of our church, Anchor Folk Church in Denver, Colorado, full-time teacher, and have had the privilege of doing ministry for 28 years, learned so much from Pastor V, and and what brings us a lot of joy is being able to be a part of the lives of such great young ladies like Cheyenne and then even Camille, whom we just met a little while ago. So we're honored to be here, honored to just learn a little bit and talk a lot and maybe have you guys learn something too and we all learn together. Yeah, for sure. So definitely, again, glad to have you guys on. Thank you guys um, for joining but yeah, just to hop into the conversation. First off, if you didn't check out the last episode on Favor, that was a good one last week. So if y'all did not catch that episode, go back, share with your friends, share it with your mom, your dad, share it with everybody. Yeah, because it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so to hop into the topic. So the topic today is Armor of God. And I kind of wanted to do this topic um, for you guys, with you guys on the podcast, because I love how you guys break things down in the Bible. And I know you, Pastor Vic, did a sermon on like, or a series on the armor of God. So I think it would just be good for our audience to just hear like, what is the armor of God and breakdown of each each piece. So um, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll get into that. Um, so the first thing is just like beginning... I guess defining, if you will, what the armor of God is. So what is it and why does it matter? Um, if you want to start, if one of y'all want to start, just a basic overview of the armor of God. Cammy? Okay. Well, I don't know if you want to start yet. Okay. Come so here, I would come say, come um, on, come for here. me, I define the armor of God as essentially like walking into your full identity in Christ. I think it really just ties into... I mean, we're going to talk about the different parts, but those are all parts of our identity in Christ. So if I had an umbrella term, it would be your identity to protect against the attacks of the enemy. Yeah. That's good. Cheyenne? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Cheyenne. I'm sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we call Cheyenne doctor. We just go ahead and claim that. <laughs> You've got the medical doctor and the Juris doctorate as well, Camille. So <laughs> JD and MD. But oh, um, uh, Pastor V and I know someone, a couple people that wrote a book about 25 years ago uh, that says pray or become prey. Um, P-R-A-Y or become mm, P-R-E-Y. That's good. That's good. 
and um, it's really good. We, we can about anything else too much, um, but we can't pray too much. Um, when you think about the people who orchestrated the 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 conspiracy to get Jesus crucified, those people had memorized the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. So they knew a lot of scripture, but the scripture didn't know them. And so we can know a lot, yeah. but it's we so can't good. pray too much. If we're really truly praying to God and connecting with him, um, then then we he, he's going to guide us and lead us and direct us and keep us from being in excess with other things. Sometimes we can do too much for God. God told it, uh, David not to build that mm-hmm. temple. He was uh, Solomon was to build that temple. And so if he had proceeded to build that temple, he would have been doing too much for God. But we can't pray too much. First Thessalonians 5.18, pray without ceasing. I mean, we know those verses. And so that whole context of Ephesians 6, um, and Pastor V laid this out in this series, is prayer. It starts and ends with prayer. And uh, so we pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And so as we engage those um those uh, uh, those the armor of God, uh, it hinges. It's it's founded upon prayer. The specifics yeah. are laid out, which we'll get into. But I would put the founding on prayer. I'm praying those things on, not trying to put those things on. And I know okay. Paul specifically uses put on and take up, but those are sandwiched between the power of prayer. So I'll put a period right there and I'll come in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good. Pastor V, you want to go ahead and expound on that? Yeah, I, 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 I like that, uh, Pastor Greg, how, how you put that on there. Um, I, I would like to say um, just, just a general... Um, understanding of what the armor is and and then you know lace that with why and what we need it for and that kind of thing essentially is and I think the foundation of understanding needs to be that we are at war That's good. <laughs> we're in a fight and uh, before he even talks about the armor he at least lets them know that we battle not against flesh and blood right yeah. And uh and and so that lets you know that we are in a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. Uh not just a physical. I think the physical comes as a result of the spiritual, but the spiritual thing is what he's That's saying. Really he's saying that we're at a we're in a spiritual war and even lays out who we're at war against. Right. And that's why he says it's not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against powers, principalities, evil and wickedness. And so he lays that foundation to let us know that we're in a spiritual war. Therefore, being in the spiritual war, we need spiritual weaponry. Yeah. And so essentially, that's what the armor of God is. It's spiritual weaponry to fight a spiritual war and in order to help us in this physical realm. I like so. So, okay. so that, in a nutshell, is really what the armor of God is really about. And all those pieces um, pertain to spiritual warfare that we're dealing with. Yeah. You're talking about faith. You're talking about truth. You know, you're talking about, you, you, you know, breastplate of righteousness. These are, these are all spiritual weapons so that good. we need to fight a spiritual war. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you guys both. Those were um, great overviews for sure. Um, but yeah, so just to kind of get in. Overview. Oh, sorry. She thought she was just going to skip by that question. I asked the question and forgot right. to answer. So yeah, Armour got to me. Similar to what you said, like just putting something on, I guess. Um, I don't know if I want to say putting on because then it seems like you take it off. So it seems it's like just a constant identity. Yeah, it's your identity. Like, yeah, you wear it. Um, And as y'all were saying, like for the spiritual battle and just understanding like everything is spiritual. We talk about that all the time. Like music, TV shows, like everything is spiritual, bro. Um, so just having that armor on and just being ready, like the fact that God even gives it to us to be ready is, is a privilege. Yeah. Stay ready. And I do want to say before we dive into like the exact scriptures and break that down, I really liked how, um, Pastor Vic was talking about how you need, this is spiritual weaponry for a Mm -hmm. spiritual battle. Like, I feel like sometimes we try to use different tools for different things. Like you can't use the earthly tools for a spiritual battle. Like you're going to lose. Like this, it's deeper than just the physical. And I think a lot of us just, we're not, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it seems like this is games, but this isn't yeah. game. And it's also like, it's not. you're not fighting against actual people. It's a spirit behind it. Like you don't really have haters. There's one enemy. It's There's one right. enemy. And then like, there's just like different spirits behind different people. So it's not like people are hating on you. And it's not like all this other stuff. It could just, amen. It's just, there's, there's so much deeper amen. than that. Yeah, yeah, it's deeper than just like superficial or what we see. Way deeper. So, right. yeah, yeah, amen. Yeah. So, Paul, so on that war piece that Pastor V so adequately laid out, um, mm-hmm. I think many know that Paul uses uh, military terms. You know, uh, when he talks about uh, spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And we know from Luke, um, Jesus saying, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And we know in Revelation, Satan conned one third of the the, uh, angels. And so there's a hierarchy. There is an order to Satan's uh, uh, millions or billions of demons, fallen angels. And while we may not be engaging with Satan himself, he's probably going for the bigger targets we do have. Uh, that demon or two may be assigned to our family, assigned to us, assigned to our location. We do know from Daniel, the prince of Persia uh, delayed, I believe it was Michael, the archangel Michael, in bringing that answer uh, to to Daniel. So we know there's some location uh, involved in demonic activity and probably assignment to people. And as Pastor V said, those are our, our, are our ultimate enemies. And uh, our only defense against them is James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will flee. And so, Paul, you know, how do we resist the devil? How do we um, uh, uh, not become prey, uh, P-R-E-Y, with his lies and deceptions? And so he lays out these things in uh, the... um, uh, the armor of God, uh, putting on uh, the belt of truth and so on. Yeah. And I will dive in a little deeper with yeah. specifically what those mean. But one thing I remember learning probably about 25, 25 years ago or so 
is that we don't want to overemphasize the metaphorical aspect of the belt and the breastplate and the helmet and the sword. Uh, those are helpful, but the foundational truth of each one of those, the belt of what is the belt of truth. That's and good. Yeah. It's uh, the breastplate of what? Of righteousness. And then it's uh, not That's necessarily good. emphasis on shoes, but the readiness, the alertness. Peter talks about that in First Peter chapter 5, be sober and vigilant or be watchful and attentive. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so I'll leave it those three. I can, we can go to the others. Um, but uh, just the emphasis on the truth behind that metaphor. And um, that is the major piece in us fighting the war to, again, Pastor V so adequately laid out. And we're yeah. fighting against an orderly enemy. We're fighting against an enemy that, as Tony Evans says, has game film on us. He knows our proclivities. He knows our idiosyncrasies. He knows our hangups and our habits and our frailties and our fickleness. He knows that stuff better than we know ourselves. Yeah. And if we think we're going to get in the ring with Mike Tyson, even when he's out of shape, it, it, it won't be a battle. And so we're going to yeah. go up against an evil spirit that's been around for at least 10,000 years, that's conned everybody uh, with our personality type on that's every so and every generation. That's a yeah. joke. And so I yeah. hope no, honestly. <laughs> is, is, is in walking in, putting this on this army. And I feel like it's almost an outline of James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So we can fight this war effectively, as Pastor V mentioned, that we're in. Yeah, that's really good. I like how you said he's orderly. Like he's not just out here doing stuff. He knows what he's doing and he knows why he's doing it. <clears throat> That's very good and very important. Um, so just to get into the verse, the actual verse, where does the armor of God come from? It's kind of lengthy, but I'm going to read it. Um, so this is Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 19, and this is in TPT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the Passion Version. We haven't been back since. I haven't, haven't gone back. Nivy has nothing on to but yeah, so this starts off, the section is actually titled Spiritual Warfare. So verse 10. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides, so you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious." Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. Um, verse 16. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to is extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. So, 
and keep the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. So through that whole thing, we understand why the armor of God is important. It's so that one, we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. And two, so that when the day of evil comes, we'll be able to stand our ground. Like we were saying, be ready, like so you don't have to get ready. And that's what it's for. And then um, the what. So what is the armor of God? So it talked about the belt, the breastplate, the shoes, the helmet, the sword. And I would even add in prayer. Like that's an essential part, as um, Pastor G was saying, like that is the foundation of it all. Um, So, yeah, it's also important to note that um, the armor is important because the battles we're fighting are not physical. As we've mentioned, as verse 12 says, these are spiritual battles. So it's very important to be ready. Um, Like we get ready physically for a war. We have to be ready spiritually as well. Um, And as I was going through this earlier today and going through commentaries and stuff, something the Enduring Word said is that you are in a spiritual battle. If you're ignorant or ignore that fact, you probably aren't winning the battle. (laughs) And that was so good. Like, if you don't know that, like, it's literally all spiritual, you're losing because of your ignorance. The Bible talks about that. Like, if our my people perish because of a, a lack of knowledge or understanding, I believe it says. And if you don't understand what's going on, you're losing, literally. So... Um, yeah, just wanted to add that in. One more thing the the commentary said is God gives the believer a full set of equipment and he sends us out into battle with everything we need at our disposal. And that made me think of Second Peter when he says that God gives us everything we need, right, to live a life of godliness. So God is telling us what to do. He's given us the tools. It's not like, you know, he's saying do this and he's yeah. not giving you the tools to do it. So Um, But yeah, that's just kind of lays the foundation. So kind of just to dig deeper into it, I guess, um, just want to ask you to like, how would you define each piece of armor or just anything else you kind of want to say about each piece? Like, how would you break it down? I want to pass the baton to you since I just spoke, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I do want to preface if it hasn't been known or recognized already that I'm actually driving um, because I had some emergency stuff go down that I had to do. But when we talk about All spiritual right. war, that's what we're talking about. Like the enemy All tried right. to keep me Living off of this podcast. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, I'm still going to be exactly. on there. Exactly. <laughs> that's but, all right. Um, but I do want the audience to know that uh, I am being safe too. So I'm not, you know, putting anybody's life at risk or nothing. And I am still fully chimed in. So anyway, I'm over here getting a little giddy because I'm gonna just tell you right now, right. before I forget, to have you two young ladies waging war at the level that you're doing it right now, um, which we don't have a lot your generation that you represent, they not, they not chimed in like this. They not tapped in like this. They're not like, yo, I mean, listening to you guys, how how you breaking it down, listen, how you breaking it down, how you guys are engaging in the word uh, and the various different 
um, translations. By the way, what was the translation you read from Cheyenne? The Passion Version, TPT. TPT. Okay. I I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. Are you familiar with that one, Pastor G? have a copy but i've heard a few people use it and i uh, hearing cheyenne read it now it's just the first time i kind of really wanted to buy it uh yeah i really okay. like how they laid it out and i'll share that a little bit later but yeah yeah after yeah. hearing this i think i'm gonna get a copy for sure yeah it's good really well, really good on the Bible, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have, have to check it out so. i'm gonna check it out because i i tell you what i tend to get nervous with people who come out with some of these translations transliterations and uh, paraphrases and all that, because the, in some of the cases, they end up changing the text just to make mm-hmm. it sound relevant or better or whatever, yeah. which to me gets to the point of how I want to answer the question. You know, mm-hmm. earlier, Pastor Greg talked about prayer and prayer. I agree. It's like the bread of the sandwich. So you got the top of the bread, the bottom of the bread, and then all the spiritual armory in the middle as the meat. And for me, the word, the truth, the belt of truth, um, the helmet of truth, the um, the sword of the truth. To me, the truth yeah. is just as important, and it's weaved through all those things, all those other pieces of armor. You know it's what good. I'm saying? You can't have faith if you don't understand what to have faith in or who to have faith in. And so... I think it's it's really important when you talk about these pieces of armor that truth's got to be foundational as well, because first of all, it's the truth and it's the word of God telling us to put on the armor, <laughs> right? Um, it's telling us what the armor is. Um, in fact, truth, out of all the armor, the sword of truth, it's the only one that's actually offensive. All the other ones are defensive. Whereas the the word of God, he says, take that up as the sword of the spirit. That's the one that you actually are stabbing and cutting and and uh, engaging the enemy with or whatever. And so there's so much that's that's predicated on God's truth. And that's why I said earlier, man, I'm super excited about you guys because you guys are into the truth, man. You you're about you know, telling people, spreading people on campus and all around the world how valuable and important. Cheyenne, you mentioned Second Peter, where it says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness, and it starts with his word, the word of God. And uh, I think uh, another one, either one of y'all says something about we perish for a lack of knowledge, and people just don't know what to believe or even why to believe it. And, uh, and I love how you said, Camille, uh, uh, earlier about our identity is so wrapped up in this armor. So it's not even just stuff that we use. It's who we are. You see That's what I mean? Good. That's really good. We're, yeah. we're people of truth faith. Is not we are people of truth. These aren't just things that we use to fight the enemy. These are, these so are elements and characteristics of who we actually are. And as children of God, it's not just important, it's absolute, absolutely vital that we walk in our identity of, of these soldiers of Christ. And, and so, so 
you know, I'm 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 probably swinging way out to the left and right on all this, but um, at at, at the core of it, this is this is kind of where I'm at in in terms of my passion for the armory and the spiritual weaponry. Um, as soon as you understand that we are in a fight, you you ladies talked about it earlier, or maybe you said you heard it somewhere that if you don't realize that we're in a spiritual fight, you've already mm-hmm. you've already you know started <laughs> to lose literally losing. right you yeah. showed up to a gunfight with a with a with a little razor blade butter yeah not even like a real steak nut a butter knife you you see what i'm saying a box yeah. cutter box <laughs> cutter and stuff and, and so you know the, the enemy and the enemy is not fair he never has been and so so to, to catch you off guard and to catch you ill-equipped to catch you lacking in understanding, oh man, that's exactly where he wants you to. And the first and foremost, like you said, Camille, first and foremost, you got to know who you are. And when you yeah. know who you are and whose you are, then you know what you got to do and who you got to do it with. And you realize it's not your it's boss. So it's it's not your professor. There's oh, a spiritual it's enemy. Not my professor. Heavy on professor. <laughs> Heavy. You see? He's trying to push your buttons using these people, it's but so you, good. you know who he is. You know what he's about, yep. and uh, and then you're halfway there fighting that fight. It's so good. I'm sorry. I, I start. You start. You know. I start going, girl. You already know, Cheyenne. Listen, that's what we two want. Sermons in one. <laughs> that's what we want. That's so good. Well, yeah. I tell you, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to add uh, flavor to all that flavor that was in the meal that Pastor B just served up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a whole lot in there, and I um, mean, it's just so good and uh, uh, to 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 uh, for him to emphasize our, our identity, and mm-hmm. then probably I would say even more important, this is not what we do, but this is who we are. You know, yeah. and, um, it's very, very easy, very, very easy, especially for those of us who have been in the faith for a long time, uh, to do things and not be things. And, and, mm. and I say, that doesn't care how much good we do, as long that's as we're good. not doing it with God. That's, you know, oh, that's, you that's so good. Messages. That's so good. <laughs> Can you please repeat yeah. that? Please repeat that. Yeah, please. say that again. The devil doesn't care how much good we do as long as we're not doing that good with God. If, if you can't get me doing bad way, things, you'll get me doing good things in a bad way. That's if good. I'm doing, and I'm not being, as Pastor B said, that I'm already losing, as you guys said. You know, um, Judas was doing. Judas was doing a whole lot for three years. Judas was doing a lot. He was with Jesus. He was doing, he was in the inner circle, but he wasn't being. And That's so when we're walking these, well, when we're letting the Holy Spirit walk these things out in us, um, then, you know, as Paul said, praying in the Spirit, then that moves closer to that being that Pastor V was talking about. And, and how many times those of us, you know, have been in the faith for a long time, we serve, and we have the utmost intentions and desires and the purest motives and then we realize we've been doing instead of being that's um, good and, that's and, good. and a lot that's of good. times that's in our strength in in our that's strength good. um 
and I've been working with God for 30 years now, but the first uh, 18, first 16 years of those 30 years of walking with God, I was doing it in my strengths. I certainly wasn't doing it like Judas, but the it's devil good. got me chasing Jesus, but he got me chasing him in my strength. And I was about to go crazy. And so then when I, I went to some Christian counselor counseling, he helped me to see that this is not an obedience thing. This is a surrender thing. Oh. I can obey without surrendering, but I can't surrender without obeying. <laughs> okay. And so Hold on. Judas obeyed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're wait, moving too wait. fast. <laughs> you can't just say how there's right. going. I think you didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> you just said yeah. about... That's how, that's how Pastor G is. Surrendering and obedience. Can that's you just good. say that part again, please? Absolutely, I absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate you guys it's slowing me down. Pastor V yeah. always tries to slow me down and help me have some space between those words. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, uh, we, 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 uh, the Christian life is not obedience, but it's surrender because yes. I can obey without surrendering, but I can't surrender without obeying. It's and good. So the devil good. wants to get us obeying because then I'm giving a little bit to God or a lot to God and holding back some from God. And Jesus obeyed. He obeyed mm. all the time, but he didn't surrender. Peter surrendered. Peter betrayed Jesus too. And so, um, uh, and Jesus betrayed Jesus, but one of them repented, the other one didn't. And so, um, when we're talking about this this warfare, th this is something that God does in us, and this is something we they let God do in me. This is not, you know, a to do this. This is mm -hmm. a surrender list. I'm surrendering to God and saying, let the belt of truth be it's in so good. me everywhere, all the time, from head to toe. Because we can be truthful okay. in church, but not truthful with our spouse. We can oh. be truthful at church, but not Hold truthful on. with our spouse, but not truthful with our kids. Oh, right. We can be truthful with the sermon, but not truthful with our money. Oh, and so good. he is good. He wants good. To let us do that stuff in our strength. But when I'm letting God flow that through me as a surrender mm -hmm. activity and not an obedience yes. activity, as Pastor right. B so adequately said, a being, not a doing. Uh, when I'm doing, I'm in control. But when I'm being, he's in control. It's so that's the heart and that's the rest of this. And I think Paul says that when he says praying in the spirit at all times. And this mm -hmm. is the spirit working that out with me. Last thing I'll say in this little segment, because I, I know I can say a lot and say it real fast, but I'll say this. And I heard this, I'm stealing it. The best preachers are the best poachers, the best teachers are the best thieves. Uh, so I'll, <laughs> I've stolen it. That's funny. But we've never seen a tree struggling to bear fruit. A tree just bears fruit. A tree allows that nourishment and water and nutrients and all that from the soil to flow through it and it just bears fruit. And that's what we have to do. We have to allow the spirit to flow through us and bear and produce these things. Paul calls it the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5. We're familiar with that. Um, in the same way, bearing this belt of truth, this truth. And I like the way that TPT says, um, it says, what, uh, what does it say? It says, um, we stand in faith. Uh, or we put on faith as a belt of truth. We put on faith. 
So it puts the metaphor where it is and puts the emphasis on, or I'm sorry, we put on truth as a belt. We put on truth as a belt. And so it allows the emphasis to be on the truth and not on the metaphor. And That's so, cool. um, yeah, uh, I, it's more I could say, but uh, I'll stop even though I ain't finished. Please. Oh, that was, that yeah. was so good. I would like to just add about, as we're talking about like the importance of truth, and um, as both of y'all were talking, it just, I feel like the reason um, Paul probably used the belt metaphor is because belts hold things up. Like it holds up your pants, and in the in the context of like warfare, there were things like attached to it. You could think of like having like a tool belt or whatever. That's like good. a belt holds things up, so the truth is so important because it's really holding everything up. Like that's, that's that type of foundation. Well, the foundation is prayer, but then like adding on top of it, the truth is holding it up. So I just that just like dawned on me like that visual. I just thought of like literally holding up pants. Like yeah. I'm I'm visualizing pants, and there's a belt around it. Now, some people don't use a belt for what it's supposed to be used for. However, <laughs> however with the, the belt's purest attention is not to be flashy. We don't care about the label on the belt. But it's to hold hold something up, to hold your pants up, to hold truth up in this context. So, so Jairus, Dr. Camille, I can't sag anymore? Dang it. Um, but uh, no, no, I, I'm so glad you did remind us of the importance of the metaphor. The metaphors are certainly rich mm-hmm. with nuances of truth that the Holy Spirit is packed in this living word uh, that we can from which we can glean. And certainly that that center of truth, it holds everything up. And so I definitely don't want to uh, negate or ignore or de-emphasize the importance of the metaphor. Those are valuable. And I and I agree with that for sure. Um, I think uh, the the this preacher that um, was uh, when I heard him say that 25 years ago in my day and time in the 70s and 80s, you know, back in uh, 75 pounds ago for me and 25, 30 years ago, uh, there was so much emphasis on the metaphor. People were losing the meaning. We had people dressing up as Roman soldiers and those kinds of things. And and that was great, great great object lesson. But sometimes we were missing the lesson because of the object. And so thank you for that reminder, Juris Dr. Camille. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> the whole cycle is crazy. Yeah, we got a medical doctor, Cheyenne, and Juris Dr. Camille. But that is this the is belt amazing. of truth. It holds us all up. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so going into some of those metaphors, uh, the shield yeah, of, or, or let's go into the next one, the breastplate of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've all heard how that breastplate is covering our vitals, our vital yeah. organs, and once again, to emphasize, this is not a righteousness that I'm trying to achieve. I'm not climbing a ladder of legalism. It's not a ritual of religion. It's yeah. a river of love. I'm yes. falling into that river of love and letting the current take me wherever he wants to take me. And it's this good. is not laissez-faire or passiveness. Um, this is definitely active uh, obedience, really but that action is directed by God. I'm checking. Really Let me stop you right there. Yes. I like how you said it's active and it's not passive. And I think that's like, I think he's saying foundation, but like that could be like how you define your relationship with Christ. It's not just passively like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But you're actively, like we talked about last week, it's that partnership. Like you're doing your part, God is doing his part. Exactly. 
So, yeah, that was really good. I just wanted to point that out. And and you got to stop me anytime because I can get through these paragraphs and I get going and and, and I definitely wouldn't want anyone to miss. I don't want myself to miss what God is saying. Uh, I do want to maybe offer a metaphor that I think is repeated in other parts of the Bible that illustrates our Christian life. And, 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 and I emphasize this because in our executive do, to-do list culture, it's very, very easy to take these things and try to live them out in our strength. Um, you know, put it, uh, uh, develop truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, putting on the helmet of salvation or the feet shod with the uh, uh, readiness of the gospel of peace and then uh, taking up the shield of faith and then having the helmet of salvation and then the shield, uh, then the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. That want to continue to emphasize, at least that's the message that I feel the Holy Spirit is telling me to say, take away is that this is a surrender thing. So I think one of the best illustrations of that is reflected in John chapter 11 when Jesus heals Lazarus. Lazarus. So he comes to the grave and everybody's there waiting for him. Now here you have God in the flesh. You could have just done the two-finger Jedi move and just moved the stone, right? You could have just done that and Darth Vader or Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is a good one. So you could have just done that. Yeah there and everybody's waiting and then he tells these people to go and move the stone so they're waiting on god for direction they're waiting on god as a partnership they're waiting so god tells them to move the stone so then they go move the stone in obedience then he does what only he can do and he says lazarus come forth so they wait for him to do it and then he does another deal he tells them to go and remove those clothes so you see activeness, you see passiveness, you see action, you see waiting. But who is at the helm? Who is at the the, the driver's seat of that activeness or passiveness, that action or inaction? Jesus is. And so I look at that as a metaphor of our Christian life when it comes to these uh, to these uh, 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 the, the 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 helmet of salvation, the armor of God is that um, we're looking to God to complete this in us and, 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 and reflect and represent his truth, his faith, his good. Um, good. word of God, sharper than the double-edged sword, reflect in us, and the end all and be all is his strength. Doesn't mean I'm, there's an action on my part, but mm-hmm. it starts and ends with him. That's so good. It's really good. It's really good. I don't even know. I'm just like I'm trying to soak it all in, and I'm trying to pay attention to my my notes with with the questions. But I I just yeah, it really is. Thank you so much. Like that was. I'm still shook up about the surrender and obedience. I'm just like that really got me. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but yeah, that, that's praise awesome. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But God taught me that in 2009. Uh, Camille, and uh, that was 14 years ago now, and I'm still shook up about it. And um, and and I don't think I ever want to stop being shaken up about it's it really uh, because um, he, he's just so good, and and he's he's uh, he wants to offer us his supernatural power. Yes, and the devil always wants to get our focus, excuse me, on the problem instead of God's power. Yes. And 
And we, Tony Evans uses this amazing, Dr. Tony Evans uses this amazing oh, example, which you've probably okay. heard before. When we're driving in the car, our focus needs to be on the windshield and not the rear view mirror. We don't ignore the rear view mirror, but we focus on the windshield. If we focus on the rear view mirror, we're going to crash into something. Um, and so that windshield is God's power. The rear view mirror is our problem. If we focus on that windshield, uh, then and we keep the problem in perspective because we met some Christians, all they focus on is the windshield and they ignore the problem. That's that Pollyanna nonsense, happy talk, church Christianity that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's not even mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but then we see the people who focus on the problem. And I'll quote yeah. Pastor Vic again. Um, it's important where you put your butt. It's important mm-hmm. where you put your butt. You're yeah. B-U-T. You've heard yep. this, Dr. Cheyenne. Yeah. Um, I've got many, God is powerful, but I've got a lot of problems. No, no. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of problems, but But, God is powerful. Yeah, okay. God's got a big old butt, right? He's got a big old butt. (laughs) I might remember that song from the 80s. God be doing the butt, but he be doing the butt in a godly way. And so we've got to put that butt in the right place and have our focus on him and, and on who he is. Uh, as we allow him to put on these, uh, these, uh, uh, this armor, and then allow him to give us the strength to take up uh, the uh, these things, and, and and then maybe to bring out just some of the verb, we'll do a part two for sure. Yeah, but for sure. Put on, we put on the um, belt of truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. Um, we put on the feet, uh, have on our feet shod, uh, shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and then we take up. There's a different verb there. We take up um, the shield of faith, and then we take up the sword of the. Uh, we, yeah, take up the sword of the spirit, and then we. Uh, I'm getting the order wrong here. We take up uh, the. Ah, uh, I know the last one is the helmet of salvation. No, the last one is the sword of the spirit. Now the I'm just it all off, but check out what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we take up the sword of the spirit. We take up the helmet of salvation, and we take up the shield of faith. It's, those are two different verbs, and um, there's some nuance, there's some connotation in those verbs uh, that is differentiated. When we put on, uh, that is more of an all the time. What's the word of that one? A fundamental feel that we allow the Holy Spirit to uh, flow, uh, to produce and flow in us as a part of our identity. And then the taking up is something that uh, requires more of uh, Colossians chapter 3, put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, a daily uh, kind of uh, deal. Well, we'll come back in part two and I'll elaborate a little bit more on that. But I do want to just identify the differentiation between those two founded on the surrender of our um, of our will and our power and our action to the will and direction of the Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah. um, I'll put that period there again for you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put a semicolon because we're definitely continuing. It's not over yeah. just yet. Now that was good. I like, I like that this was like the foundation of the armor, but also like, surrender and not obey yeah and just like how that kind of yeah. ties well surrendering together. allows you to obey but you That's can't good. if you're solely obeying like you're still keeping well god i want you to fix this part of my life i'm gonna give you this mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna give you everything yeah um so yeah that's that's very good that's really good yeah amen 
Uh, we could wait on those too. Oh. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So we- Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think there's much more to say. Like I don't I think the next one we can just do some more. But I think this is enough to just sit and chew on, as Pastor Big likes to say. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So marinate not microwave, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We live in a microwave. We're not even gonna talk about how we. Bro. Okay. Now you're getting too Our excited. generation <laughs> is a microwave generation. Yeah. We want everything quick right yeah. now. My like, money now. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Can we say this is great? Yeah, oh, this, this, this is good. This it's is really, really good. I hope y'all, um, like, y'all definitely have to listen to this. Like, yeah. pause, take notes because I'm. Yeah. Once we upload, I gotta listen back. Yeah. And sit with it. This is really good. I definitely encourage everyone to sit with this scripture, like Ephesians chapter six, verses ten through nineteen. Mm-hmm. Whichever version you would like, I personally, I'm going to be sitting with this TPT version. Yeah, TPT. Because I'm still, like, there's so many things in yeah. there. And even, like, um, Pastor Greg was even touching on, like, just the verb changes from, mm-hmm. like, from putting that on to take. Good. Like, when you look at the grammatical yeah. structure, like, language is so powerful and they do this on purpose. Like, yep. be mindful of things that are in there. And especially, like, be mindful where there is a but, like, where the, the comma but. And it's usually, like, but God. And it's, like... But God is always greater and all this other stuff. So definitely I encourage everyone to sit with this scripture because we definitely running it back because we got to do a part two definitely. because this was, man, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that was good. Really good. Um, Just to finish up, we usually, y'all know, we usually do definitions at the beginning, but I definitely wanted to put in the definition of armor in Greek. Um, And it's the word... <laughs> Panoplia. <laughs> you know, I don't be going over this. Um, P-A-N-O-P-L-I-A. And it means um, that you're given everything needed to wage successful warfare. Wow. Or properly, it says, a complete set of defensive and offensive armor. So not just defensive, but also offensive yeah. when mm-hmm. you're... The line right. The line. We're on the old line and the new line. So just... Be ready for both. Be ready for both. So, Amen. yeah. If there's anything else, Pastor G, you wanted to say to wrap up? Well, I do want to just thank you, ladies, for having us on. I am looking forward to part two where we won't yeah. move Pastor B. Uh, he brings so <laughs> much to the table. And yeah. I just want to celebrate and encourage you guys for chasing God. Uh, it is encouraging to us older folks. I'm 53. Pastor Beast is a little bit older than me. And so one of the greatest joys, as I'm sure many others have told you, is to see young people your age chasing God. And sure, none of us will ever achieve perfection, but God wants progression, right? Yeah. And, and perfection, uh, per- progression, not perfection. And to see you guys uh, pressing toward the mark of the high calling, pressing toward the upward call of God, is just really encouraging. And anybody listening, I can tell you that uh, God will make you wait longer than you ever want to wait. He will hurt you more than you ever thought you could be hurt. But when he comes through, he comes through exceedingly, abundantly, above all the (laughs) 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 (laughs)
bro, for the past of month. literal actually whole seasons. Season, bro. From like from August to now. Maybe even like September though, if I'm being honest. But like it's been this bro. God is doing exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask for, mm. think, or imagine. Sit mm. on that scripture as well, y'all. Ephesians 10 through 19 and Ephesians 3 12. It's Ephesians. Paul was in his bed. Amen. Amen. And that's all I have. But God bless you guys. We're praying for you. Pray for us. Let's pray for each other because, yeah. because our God. He 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 knows how to surprise, and when he does come through, he will not let us down. He will That's not so let us down. God bless That's you. It. Yeah. Well, thank you again. We definitely wanted to um, just celebrate Pastor Appreciation Month by having um, two of my pastors that I grew up with uh-huh. on. So thank you. We appreciate y'all for um, coming on, just being here. Part, watch out for part two. Part two is coming. Um, But yeah, so this was great. This was God. Continue being a light, and we'll see y'all in the next one. Bye, y'all. Bless.